Welcome to the Real Estate Roundtable podcast. I'm your host, Jason Zwelling from Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. In today's podcast, we'll talk about the current market conditions in the Western New York area. Now, if we look right now in mid-July, we are still considering ourselves in a seller's market. What does a seller's market mean? Well, it means that there are more buyers than there are homes available to buy. What does this do? Well, this creates demand for said properties. And most properties that are on the market, if in saleable condition, are selling for asking or over asking price in multiple offer situations. That seems really good for a seller. For a buyer, on the other hand, it can be very stressful. I've met with many clients who have sat down and really don't want to get into the space and fight amongst other buyers in multiple offer situations only to lose or to spend so much money over asking price that they're in a negative equity situation. Now that may be disheartening for a lot of people, but I tell people that if you have a home to sell and a home to buy, it's kind of a wash. You're gonna get top dollar for your home if it's in decent shape in this market. And you're gonna pay top dollar when you're buying. Now, again, if you are selling your home and you're moving into somebody else's home, it's a phenomenal time to sell right now because again, you will get top dollar for your property. If you're buying right now, you have to ask yourself a few questions. Question number one, do you have to move right now? And there are a lot of people out there that are situational buyers. They are relocating to another state. Their job is taking them somewhere else. They realize that the home apartment that they're living in right now is just not big enough and it doesn't have the home office workspace that they need, doesn't have the entertainment space, the pantry space, and they are really reevaluating the home that they once bought. Now, when we were in the pandemic and we were faced with the lockdown for three months, homeowners were able to really reevaluate their space. Was it too big? Was it too small? Did I have enough privacy? Was there enough entertainment space? Did I have enough storage? So coming out of this, a lot of people realize that, hey, I have to move and I have to find something different. Because again, the home that I once loved just doesn't meet my needs anymore. Now you add those buyers to the regular buyers that are out in the market right now. And you couple that with the fact that there's not a lot of inventory. You have a really volatile market. Now, realtors will tell you that it's a great time to buy or sell, which it is. Mortgage rates are historically low, and if you have great credit, it's even better. For buyers, it is the fact that you're going to spend more money, but again, with the interest rates being as low as they are, uh, it's, it is a good time to, to do that. So how do you navigate in this market? How do you go through a seller's market and don't lose your shirt? Well, sometimes that can be very difficult to do because homes are just outrageously being overpriced. Now, we're seeing buyers create a needs assessment, looking at what they need, stepping out in the marketplace and saying, wow, you know what? What I want is not out there. And if it is, everybody else wants it. So 
what I tell buyers when I sit down with them is basically setting them up and telling them, look, you know, we are going to be in a space with a lot of other people. It's going to be a multiple offer situation. And there's a possibility that you may lose out on a multiple offer situation. Are you willing to endure that? Because I understand it's a very emotional component to the buying process. Some people say, you know, I'm going to wait this out. Some people say, yeah, I understand. And they're going to move forward. Now, again, getting ready for this is how do you improve your offer? How do you make it look the best when you're standing amongst other buyers that are putting in offers as well? One thing I like to tell my clients is if you can write a clean contract, I would suggest that you do so. What does a clean contract mean? Well, in a buyer's market, when there were a lot of homes and not a lot of buyers, people were able to basically chip away at the list price and get the deal. And let's say, for instance, a home was on the market for 150000 and they started out at 125000 They were able to negotiate down to get a deal price. In a seller's market, that's not the case. What we're seeing in here is sometimes the deal is the list price because most homes, if they're in decent shape, are going for over asking price because, again, there's so many eyes looking at them. So if you can write a contract that's clean, meaning not asking for a ton of things, again, you can ask for whatever you want, but you want to ask for the things that are safety and structure first and foremost. Cosmetic changes is something that you can do later on. Asking for them to paint a, a room or clean a rug or you know, fix a light plate It's just not feasible in this market because, again, there's two or three other buyers that are probably waiting in line to get that house. And making sure that you have a good bank. I think a lot of people underestimate the fact that when they apply for a mortgage, they may know a friend or somebody who uh, thinks they can get them a good deal. But having a good mortgage company or a good bank that can communicate with you, give you good rates, and make sure that you stay in the best possible light is important. It's the same thing with real estate attorneys. I always tell people, do you have an attorney? Well, having a good real estate attorney is important. Real estate attorneys know timelines. And for me, when I first bought my home, I used a criminal attorney. Uh, My father, who is a retired uh, police officer, said, hey, you know, use this guy. He was a nice guy if I was in a criminal jackpot or a problem there. But to buy a house, he didn't really understand the timelines. And in real estate, you learn very quickly that timelines are important. So I always tell people have a good real estate attorney that knows how to navigate through the process in a timely manner as well. So having a good bank is important. Having a good real estate attorney is important. And having a good realtor is important. Because again, they all have to work together in unison. Now, once you have that all into into place, you have to make sure that your realtor does a good job at looking at the comparables. And a lot of times, people just want to throw out an arbitrary number for a home. Now, a good realtor is going to be able to look at these numbers and also assess the market conditions as they pertain to you. So if a home's on the market for $100,000, the realtor has to take a look at is that home really a $100,000 home? And what kind of pricing strategy does the listing agent seem to be employing on this said property? 
could be a low price strategy where they've underpriced the home to create a buyer frenzy. They could also try a high price strategy where they put it above the asking price to see what the market will bite and see if anybody will put an offer in or they price it right. Now, I like to work from the price it right part because I believe that from appraisal standpoints, uh, it's easier for the banks and the mortgagers and the appraisers to kind of connect the dots and look at really where we are. So the low price strategy may look good when you have 10 to 15 offers, but it's very hard for the sellers to kind of process all that information and the fact that it is very stressful for that side uh, to process that. So again, pricing it right. But once your realtor kind of figures out where you stand and what kind of strategy it is, it's what you're willing to spend for the home. Now, this is a tough conversation that realtors have with clients. And I always tell people, you have to ask yourself the question, how much are you willing to spend that you're comfortable with? Now, let's say, for instance, again, a home is on the market for 100000 but the home isn't really a $100,000 home. It's really like a $130,000 to $150,000 home, depending on the conditions. So you then have to have the conversation with your realtor and say, hey, um, I know this home is going to sell for more than asking price. Um, how much am I willing to you know, put forth? Uh, what do you think? So again, asking the realtor. Well, the realtor will run the numbers, and if the comparables come back, again, 130, 135, 140, and gives them that information, the buyer has to be comfortable with that number. Because again, you know, we give information to clients all the time and say, hey, listen, I think this is where the home's going to sell. But the seller um, who dictates this price, the buyer has to be happy with that price. They have to live with that price. So I tell someone, look, give it your highest and best that you're comfortable with. Because at the end of the day, if you do get the home, you have to be happy with the amount of money you're spending. If you're not happy with it, walk away. Now that may not feel good at the moment, but it'll feel good in the end when you buy a home that you feel that you've paid for the correct amount. I tell people right now that you are going to pay probably more than you want to in this market. However, uh, you will build equity. And over time, you'll recoup that money. The other question you have to ask yourself is, how long are you thinking that you're going to stay at your, the new home that you buy? The average person stays in their home about seven years. And if you're going to stay in that home for seven years with appreciation and maintaining the home, you can get equity back fairly quickly. Now, we've looked at the appreciation factors of homes and they used to be, again, when I started the business about eight years ago, uh, about 3%. If you've maintained your home and you know made a couple fixes here or there throughout the years, the home appreciated about 3%. Well, the market changed, and with it being a seller's market, the influx of appreciation has kind of gone in certain markets in certain areas from 3% to 6 to 7%. So it's a pretty good return on investment every year if you can uh, put together that uh, that maintenance program for your home to kind of, you know, keep getting uh, more profit toward your home when it's time to sell. Now, again, if you, you say you're going to live in the home two to three years, 
again, you have to have that conversation with yourself of the kind of fixes that you're willing to do in that three to five year period. Because again, some people want to do kitchens and bathrooms and then in three to five years want to turn around and sell the home for a profit, which is not really feasible because again, uh, kitchens and bathrooms are two very expensive uh, renovations. Usually, uh, will take many years to kind of recoup that back, even though bathrooms and kitchens have the best return on investment. So the kind of improvements you're going to make in the home is important for you to have that conversation with yourself, depending on how long you're living. I've had clients that work for, for jobs that take them all over the country. So for them to live in a home more than two years may not be feasible. So again, they have to move into the home that they don't really have to do too much to. And if they had to, if the job took them somewhere else, they had to kind of be able to turn around and go uh, with them and be able to at least break even or make just a minimal profit. So if this is the last home you think you're going to buy and you spend a little bit more than you really want to, I think it's all right because again, uh, it may be one of the, the last homes you buy and you're going to appreciate over time because you're going to be able to um, make that money over the years. So those are questions that I think a lot of buyers don't have with themselves. They're, they're just emotionally attached to the home and they want to throw money at it. And then again, they're aggravated that they've overspent on the home. So if you don't want to overspend in a home, this may not be the market for you. Uh, I always tell people that, hey, you know what? Sometimes the deal price is the list price. So it's one of those things that you have to kind of, um, you know, keep in the back of your head. But as the market, you know, starts to go further into the summer, uh, normally we start to see some buyers fall off. But because of COVID-19 and the pandemic, we are seeing that the spring market is now really the summer market and the fall market may be the summer market. So everything's kind of been pushed back a little bit. Now, the concern that we have right now is a lot of people are worried that we may go back into lockdown when it comes to school time. A tough year for sure for the kids with school and with the colder weather approaching, people may be uh, told to stay back in their homes again and businesses being able to shut down. Now, that's a tough thing for a lot of people. I know a lot of businesses have shut down. They have suffered. They've had to do layoffs, furloughs. And uh, the landscape that will be out there in the businesses will be a lot different in 2021 than it is from 2020, as we've seen some businesses that were on the brink um, with financial hardships did not make it and had to close down. So that also has a negative impact on certain buyers that are had businesses that are struggling. Uh, mortgage companies have to take a hard, long look at those buyers to see what their uh, financial situation is in terms of employment. If you've been furloughed or it's a job that if, if the country gets shut down again, that they will be out of a job or have to taken unemployment. So again, uh, what banks really want to prevent is a 2008 type situation again. And uh, I think they're doing a good job of that as well. So 
again, looking where where you want to be uh, is important, but you have to have some hard conversations with yourself before you sit down with your realtor. And I think a lot of people fall in love with a home and then they figure out afterwards. Do a little bit of homework. Right now, if you want to be in this market and you want to uh, play in the space, if you will, uh, you have to make sure that you know what you want, what you're willing to spend, what you're willing to improve on, what you're willing to accept. And having good people, good inspectors, good lawyers, you know, good banks, good realtors uh, is a key to a successful transaction. Again, it is also concerning for a lot of people because an average closing in Western New York takes about 60 days. We look at some of the numbers where after a contract is signed, there's a three-day attorney approval period, a three to seven-day inspection period, a 45-day commitment period, and a 60-day closing period. So if you were to close and put a contract together today, which is really mid-July, you're looking at two months afterwards to close. Now, certain people that wanted to be in different school districts have already kind of passed that spot um, to get their kids into a new school district already. So have we lost those buyers? Normally we would have, and they'd wait until next year because they've missed the window. But with COVID-19 still around and about, I think a lot of people are still pushing forward and they'll figure out afterwards because some kids may have to be homeschooled and it might not be as big of a deal. So again, certain situational buyers and sellers have altered the way that they are looking at the market as well. So again, a good realtor is going to be able to tell you what the neighborhood market condition is versus the national front. You know, what we do in Western New York is going to be a lot different than what we do in California. So again, a good realtor is going to be able to tell you what the conditions are in the market you're looking. It's no sense of telling you national data numbers and telling you numbers from other places when you're working in the West New York area. They have to know the heartbeat of the neighborhood you're looking in and the market you're looking in. So that's all the time we have for now. Hopefully, uh, it gave you some good information. And if you want more information or have a conversation with me or any realtor, give them a call and uh, they would be able to answer those questions and kind of put together a plan that would work for you. At Howard or Hannah Real Estate Services, I believe that there's a lot of tools that we have that would really help put you in, in a very good situation as it pertains to the seller's market. I'm Jason Zwelling with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. Talk to you soon.